0: Okay. I'm going to start with that. Okay, here we go. The
1: Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that. And stay tuned for some giggles and last
0: ghosts. Okay, so here's your game. I'm I'm drunk, and I'm going to throw the football too hard at my kids. Oh, Dad, do we have to pop? Ah! Don't cry. Don't cry. Game's over if you cry. I want you to learn about life, Chris, because in life, it's like this.
1: Peter, I think you may have had one too many. Maybe it's time to ease off, huh? What are you talking about, Lois? Dad's getting drunk on Thanksgiving is a holiday tradition. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. You know, what's weird about that is that I... My dad never got drunk. Never, not even on Thanksgiving? One time, when he was in the service, and he got ele- elevated to a first lieutenant... He got real drunk and he he threw up on his commanding officer. <laughs> he, he gave up alcohol for the rest of his life. Good man. That was yeah. a good lesson. I if I couldn't get him to drink, you know, with my behavior.
1: Well, that's true.
0: <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Bill Smith. Hello, Mike. Hi Ben Kitchen. Hi, Mike. It's uh, episode one fifty three. First, before I go any further, I got a million things I got to gotta, gotta do.
1: Who are those people you wanted to thank? Well, oh, I wanted to first say happy birthday to my
0: brother Chris. Yep. he's older than me, so he's been a good good brother. His whole life he treated me very well, even when I didn't deserve it. I, my brother Chris on born on November twenty third of uh, uh, nineteen fifty. Wow, seventy one. My brother Chris and Jeffrey. I got to say hi to Jeffrey in Manchester, Connecticut, because Jeff. He's like family to me, too. He's 79 today. He's two days younger than Joe Biden. Happy birthday, you guys. Both of them born on November 23rd. Both of them born a day after the Kennedy assassination. Except one of them was 21. My brother Chris was having his 13th birthday. That was kind of ruined his 13th birthday. Yeah. That weekend of bloodshed. Also, I want to mention my great 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 grandfather Stephen Hopkins, who came over on the Mayflower. See, I'm the only guy in this room who has an ancestor that William Shakespeare wrote about. Okay, tell us that story. Well, oh, it's the Tempest. You don't, you don't know my relative Othello, <laughs> jerk, <laughs> me. And I heard somebody ragging on the Plymouth, uh, the Plymouth, the P- Pilgrims from Plymouth and give, saying that all they, all they did was start the whole thing of uh, oppression in this country, the Native <laughs> Americans. My, my ancestor was very good friends with the Native Americans that he met here when he came here. He had the first bar ever in Massachusetts. Stephen, really? Stephen Hopkins. Google him. Just Google him. I don't want to And, there. I mean, let's be honest. I'm sure Native Americans, some tribes were oppressing other tribes. Yeah. So well, they weren't the first. They became very friendly, you know. In fact, there's a... a uh, a stone, an engraved stone saying, this is where the first the pilgrims first met the Native Americans right here. And there's a list of all the guys that were there. There were eight guys and Stephen Hawkins Spanish people that came over. They were oppressing Native Americans before.
1: Did you ever see the movie Apocalypto?
0: I did. No. It was, uh, it, it's good.
1: Some weird, you know, mix mash of history in there, but it's good. The ending is what impressed me the most. Don't tell I, me the ending. I won't but the tell ending's you. the thing have... that doesn't
0: make any sense. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me the ending.
1: I hate people that tell I'll explain tell me that, Ben. I'll give you my... Take on
0: that. Oh no, I didn't. was Weird. It was, just nah, weird. Nah, it was nah, like nah, a normal, nah, like thriller nah, movie, nah, and then nah, it turned to, the to hardcore nah, porn. Nah, I know it's thrilling, but, nah, but like nah, nah, very confusing. Nah, are you done?
1: Especially that part yeah. where the uh, shut up. Oh, jeez. you guys, I love you both.
0: Right. You know that. I'm thankful. I'm for, surprised yeah. she yeah. fit that whole thing in her mouth. I mean, I just that's thanks, all. <laughs> this Thanksgiving, you believe me, that was nothing. We. I'm thankful for for both of you guys. Even This is a Thanksgiving. You're supposed to be thankful? This is the Thanksgiving show, yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to all the local radio stations, and all the people talk about their favorite food at Thanksgiving. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you like mashed potatoes. Or sweet. I, don't, I don't give a shit what you say. That's the most boring topic. To, That's they, when you're on a music
1: up. station, you're trying to sound cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you like <laughs> cranberry you're try- sauce? You're trying to fill time at the end of the show. <laughs> and you're just like, hey. uh, 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 two minutes left. Do you know who loved cranberry sauce? No. he's on the Red Sox. Wade Boggs, Wade the Chicken Man, cranberries. <laughs> He'd Wade Boggs to get his own cranberries. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I getting off the track did you ever already? Did the uh, Wade Boggs challenge. We drink 36 beers it's in on an a hour. Cross country flight. <laughs> no, I did the other one though. It's a great documentary about it. I got a Margot Adams signed bat.
1: Really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, now here, seriously, let's get back to this part. Right. Can we do the podcast for fuck's sake? I got places to go. I got to be a price chopper in two hours. All right, go ahead. We're brought to you by Dr. Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti. Those are the two scientific uh, artists. Who can transplant your hair for you yep. at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. And uh, they have five offices. We'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> but first, I want to mention, too, my grandma's coffee cake. Because my, my friend Kath over at... She's awesome. Yes. She's the one that ships out the cakes to all of our guests.
1: At the actual grandma, my grandma's coffee cake My grandma's
0: coffee cake. Yeah, 1-800-8-GRANDMA, mygrandma.com. Do you know where she just shipped one? Yes, she shipped one to Bill Pito. Do you know where else she just shipped one? Where? My house. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they're fucking delicious. Why not? I know, but you didn't ask me to get you one. Well, I'd like to support our sponsors, too. Just like they like to support us. Pay if you have to. My, my, my point to this is that they're the greatest coffee cakes in the world. So, Peto, I sent I sent him a blueberry number. for. Uh, I said it should get there by Thanksgiving because I call, had, to, had to call her and say, I need to rush this because, yeah. you know, it's, she got it out there. Bang. So, Peto gets a coffee cake. Just like that. By the way, I want to tell everybody, too, if you're stuck on what to get people for Christmas presents, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you put in the order, mygrandma.com. Mm-hmm. Any kind of flavor you want. Oh, my Uncle Henry would sure love a Granny Smith apple-flavored cake. And and my dad likes the cinnamon walnut traditional, and my sister likes the blueberry. You can do all your cakes. They ship them right out. They get there fresh. It's like it's the best way to solve that difficult
1: gift-buying situation. What's the one they make that's uh, sort of like an angel cake, but it's got flex of chocolate in it? Yeah, that's the Ted Williams chocolate chip. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, then they have... Uh, uh, the, the I can't think of the name what's it called pumpkin pie flip this is what people are getting for thanksgiving it tastes like pumpkin pie but it's a cake and you put vanilla ice cream or whipped cream on that uh-huh. thing and it is just absolutely
1: you should bring one of those over here next time a, you come here. doing right. a whole commercial here aren't yeah, i know yeah i don't mean to but i love their cake they're good people
0: i got so many things well, where do we start okay at the beginning how about this the hall of fame ballot is out yes I just want to comment real quickly on this. I don't sure. I think this is not a baseball show. And go if ahead. it was, we sure would have mud in here. <laughs> um, the Hall of Fame ballot has a bunch of people on it, most of whom just sucked, I thought. I picked out the five that I thought would, or the three that I, I would vote for. And then, and then the others, though, I think a lot of people. Here, hold on. We'll go up in the booth. Yeah, ready? Go ahead. Can you turn it down? There's not that many fans there. Shilling goes in if, if it's me. I vote Schilling, Ortiz. Well, J- is it the Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. or the Asshole Hall of Fame? Wow. I'm just kidding. I love Schilling. <laughs> I love Schilling. By the way, how's your plaque there at the at the Asshole Hall of Fame? Is it still in prominent prominent place? Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: at the entrance. <laughs> it's right, right above the urinals, <laughs> where it's <laughs> always been.
0: The only plaque I'll ever have is on my teeth. <laughs> uh, Schilling is uh, is a Hall of Fame pitcher. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Ortiz. Oh yeah. Hello. Absolutely. Todd Helton. I, th- I, g- I think I got to give it to him. The guy hit like three ten for his whole career. Three seventy two one year. Yeah, nice I think ride. he might have cheated a little bit. Colorado's always going to be held against those guys, right? Larry Walker, him, yeah. all the, all those guys, yeah, because yeah, so. the ball flies out. Of but there. I mean, there was a period of time when he was one of the best first basemen in the league. So, yep, Clemens, uh, Bonds, and A Rod and Manny are on the list, and I'm not going to vote for them because I'm going to punish them. I don't want them to to make it, and I want them to wait a long time. I think they all should be in. Tell us why. Okay, Clemens. Cheated, you know, at the end. Uh, he deserted the Red Sox and then he started cheating big time with Toronto. And uh, we all saw what happened. They pitched these 45. And, he, you know, he won- so he's tainted, but he also was one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yep. I just don't want him to get in early because he. But we know he cheated. Unlike like what you said about Helton. You think he cheated, but I you don't know. You so. don't yeah. really have and any evidence people for it. I think Poppy might have too, but there's no proof. Of his it. name popped up on the Mitchell report. People yeah. still hold on to that. He was so clutch that. It, that to, just to get the bat on the ball in the situations he did over his career, you know, I, I would just ignore the. Anyway, Barry Bonds, no, absolutely because not. you know definitively he cheated. I yes, no question about it. Yeah. You just got to look at him and he and he I did put it. them all in, but he did it in an arrogant way. Well, I think they all should get in eventually, but I want them to have to wait longer than Tiant, longer than Ed Evans. You no, know, here's what you do: put them in now, but they can't make a speech. <laughs> Done or you, you, you put them because in they they, Now they don't get that moment. No. They get to go into the hall of fame, but they don't get that one that moment that is what you look for no. is to give that speech, thank the people you need to thank or whatever poor shit. Nobody actually watches any of that <laughs> garbage. But that's what you take away from them. To me, I got a better idea. You With could, all due respect, I got a better idea. Awarded to him
1: posthumously.
0: Nope, no, no, you don't kill him. And then you, if you kill him first, then yeah. You get well. it. But if make them show, when they get up there for the speech, make them take out their balls and put them on a table so we can see if they, if they shrunk due to the steroid use. They have to show their balls because we know
1: they cheated. <laughs> so they get
0: up there, and there's women there too, you know, and, and the and the press is there taking
1: pictures of their nut sacks. And they play some music before they did it.
0: So, so Manny, yeah. <laughs> Cheater, yeah. Does he deserve to be in eventually? A Rod, same thing. Bonds, Clemens. Oh, they're all in the same lump category with me. Okay, is that fair? At least you're consistent. Now, speaking of uh, ball sacks, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a frog breed uh, in, in at Lake Titicaca. Yes, I, I really. So, there's only reason the story's in here is because somebody I told to see. me that it's Titicaca. Well, they can go fuck themselves, because it's it's if it's not titty caca, I'm not doing the story. I want, The only reason I did this story is because I could say titty caca on the podcast. Well, <laughs> these frogs, whose specific scientific name is Telmalop- Telmatobius culius, they're called the scrotum frogs. Oh. See, I'm keeping this all in the context of a... Ball sack the bag, conversation. Yeah, it's we're like a thematic here. S- segment here. Yeah. This a CNN story, so it's got to be true. Perfect. Uh, a group of interne- international scientists are joining forces to save the, an unusual endangered species, the so called scrotum frog. The frogs, whose scientific name is Telemetalusculius primarily lived near Lake Titicaca. Now, when was the last time you could do a news story that had scrotum and Titicaca in the same fucking story?
1: You're right. There you go, Mike. You found
0: a winner. Ben, you've never done that. Mm, no. See? Never been able to pull it off. This lake straddles more than 3,200 square miles across the border of Peru and Bolivia. And by the way, the cocaine in Peru is better. How do you know? I, I'm just kidding. Well... Uh, these, He's not kidding. Why do they call it the scrotum frog? Not because it dangles between your legs. Is it because its left leg's a little lower? No. no, <laughs> That's nutty. Here's why. why. they're They're an entirely aquatic frog, and their loose skin creates folds and flaps, which earned the species the unfortunate nickname. Scrotum Frog. Come on, man. Now, tell me that wouldn't be a great Netflix series. Animated, of course. And now Scrotum Frog. And the Adventures of Scrotum Frog. And here's <laughs> Hi, I'm Scrotum Frog. <laughs> Sponsored by? That would be riveting. Oh. Sponsored by who? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so in the end, the last, the last, scrotum frog goes like hops from lily pad to lily pad, and he brings the girls over to his lily pad of love and says, "You not know, see my scrotum?" <laughs> and then at the end, he croaks. <laughs> there it is.
1: Anyway, uh, oh. that's a
0: true story. Go ahead, Ben. Look at it. Look at oh, it. I know. I know. So so you know I'm, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Okay. I see. I Tell I see him, uh, Tobias Coolius, scrotum frog. Don't let anyone know that you didn't hear it here first. <laughs> Scrotum frogs. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make them really annoying. <laughs> I'm going through my list of things to talk about here. That's it's unbelievable. I'm really getting shit done.
1: And that's news.
0: <laughs> I would like to say a <laughs> a happy, healthy screw you pal to Brian Rico. Brian Rico. Yeah, he's on Twitter and he tweeted. <laughs> Let me tell you, what wanted to ask, wipe this guy is. All right, so here's what happened first. I said something a little bit snarky about Oh,
1: this it. is someone who came after you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Came after oh, me. Twitter beef. Yep, here we go.
0: So, here's what the back and forth. I I said something about this BU professor who I thinks a, a, a you know, racist even though he says he's, he he wrote, written books about anti-racism. <laughs> yeah. Hates hates their boy people. Okay. Anyway, so I said something a little, little bit snarky and this guy comes after me. He says uh, Mind you, this guy slamming the, guys, the guy used to be a client of my former company because of his imbibing proclivities and couldn't drive. This guy worked for a limo company. He was a dispatcher yeah. at a limo company. Mm-hmm. So he used to be a client of my former company because of his imbibing proclivities, couldn't drive. Now he's just another stoolie wannabe. What?
1: Well, since when? So I said, well, so wait a minute, instead of driving around being safe, you decided I'll hire a limo. Well, th- this was, yeah.
0: So I had lost my license for six months, or, or for two months, due to speeding tickets. And so I had to use the limo all the time to go everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and they, they, they agreed to do that for me. So it wasn't it had nothing to do with drink. Now, did I ever drink in a limo? Yes, of course I did. But that, So I, I text him back after he says that, my imbibing proclivities. Okay. I wrote back FY, which stands for? Fuck
1: you. Yes. <laughs>
0: <It> Fudge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was speeding tickets, asshole, yeah. which is what I wrote back to him, and it was. Yeah. So then he writes back, really? I seem to remember Dave Larkin, who was a, one of the guys that drove me all the time, calling me in dispatch one night saying you were a little too, quote, happy to do your own show. My TV show? <laughs> I never missed a TV show, ever. And I was never too happy not to do it. Oh,
1: uh, he's just throwing
0: shade at you now. And then he goes, you remember Dave, big pal of Peter McNeely? Yeah, he drove Peter McNeely around in his, you know, post Mike Tyson. But that had nothing to do with me. Okay? So I said, okay. All right. So what did I say back to him after that? Let's hear it. I wrote, oh, tales from a loser limo dispatcher. Grow up, dickhead. <laughs> And that was the end of the conversation. But I blocked him because he's a dick. Well, there you go. Sounds thrilling there. Yep. I just want to get that off my chest. I'm you glad, glad to get, okay? you, you got... Okay. If I had a radio show... Thanks for bringing it to us. That's right. <laughs> if I had a radio show, I would do it on the... I would have done it on the air. But I don't have... I no longer have a radio show. As you guys know, I'm retired. I'm now a... Uh, You're due
1: for a comeback, Mikey. Yeah, I keep I'm a, telling
0: you. I'm an independently wealthy philanthropist now. I don't need this shit. Yeah, That's true. And I don't need some dickhead limo... Dispatcher, you know I got enough problems. <laughs> that is true. We do have enough problems. Yeah. Okay, so I covered the scrotum frog. Right? Yeah. Let's see. Yep. I, I covered the ass well, wipe so on Twitter. There's a piles that pile oh, of oh, papers geez. there. What is that? I just want to get this uh, done because this is very very important. You want a <clears throat> Christmas gift, ladies, uh, or to give your to give your bow? <laughs> give him an arrow. Give him an arrow shirt. Your and your bow. Make them quiver. All right, so. If, you do, if you're losing your hair and you're conscious of it and you're saying, well, I don't want to be bald, you can do something about it. And it's very, very simple. You pick up the phone. You call 1-800-GET-HAIR. You talk to the nice folks down there and you say, I want a free, no-obligation consultation with Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates to see what I can do about my hair. It doesn't cost you anything. There are five convenient offices. It's not like you got to drive out of your way. There's one in, uh, if you're in Rhode Island listening, Warwick. In fact, that's their main headquarters. Uh, down at the Summit Warwick Executive Park. Uh, Newton Center, that was the location I went to for my no-obligation consultation. There's one in Braintree. There's one in Boston, Park Plaza, Suite 450. Salem, New Hampshire? Yeah. So what you do is you go in there and find out. You're going to make a decision. Am I going to be bald or am I going to have my own hair back? It's doable. They'll take care of it. They're the very best there is at Permanent Hair Restoration and the hair they use, you will be happy to know, is your own.
1: <laughs> How long after the uh, after you've gotten the procedure done does it take for you to be able to comb the new hair?
0: Well, it's there, and and it gets thicker and thicker as time goes on. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, probably uh, I'd say three months between when you have it done and when it starts to become foolish. Yeah. But you know, it's done. When it's done, it's done, and it, you look at mine.
1: I know. Look at mine. Do you think? Uh... This might, got, this might be a challenge for them.
0: No, you got two, three, four, five, six of them there left. Popeye. That's- <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I love these. Popeye would comb his one hair. <laughs> That's why I love Popeye. Oh, hey, oh all right, give me the comb, I'm gonna comb. <laughs> hey, Olive oil, come over here, show me that again. <laughs> oh my God, I'm in the middle of a commercial. I'm doing this. Yes. Call one eight hundred. Get here. Go to Hair If D- <laughs> see if this was the radio show, I'd be fired. That's right. Go to HairDr. You still com. might get fired. That's right. Oh, come on. You guys can't fire me, can you?
1: We could overrule anything yeah. you have to say. You know, and that's true, could, actually. We could tan your ass today. That's true. That's true. But just think of all the coffee cake you wouldn't be able to enjoy. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Mike. I was just... Like I don't that, know what we were thinking. I know. Like that lemon cake,
0: coffee cake <laughs> that I brought over. <laughs>
1: Sorry. So what's that number for?
0: One a- eight uh, hundred. Get hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and remember. Here's our disclaimer. Void where prohibited. Member FDIC. Have you ever sent them a, a, a my grandma's cake? Oh yeah. And I'm going to send them another one because they are the greatest guys down there. Mm. All right. So I have some random thoughts. I hope they're not too random. Or give <laughs> random thought music.
1: Random thoughts. Hold on.
0: <clears throat>
1: random thoughts. It's a that nice, was nice really intro. Really, a well done intro. Thank you. How many commercials did you do today, Smitty? Today was a very busy day because it's uh, before the holiday. We've got the long weekend coming, and everybody wanted to get their stuff in, recorded, produced, put on the air, yeah. and everybody's happy they made a lot of money.
0: Now, do they ever come in and you have to do this commercial twice because there's a change in it, and then you have to
1: produce it the first time and then reproduce? Sometimes I do, yes. I, I had one of those today. Yeah. That gets messy, doesn't okay. it? It was for Shaw's. Shaws. Yes. Okay. Now there was a wrong word in there. I had to fix it. You hear this? Yes. Yeah. It sounds like the good and plenty.
0: That's my scrotum frog jumping up and down. <laughs> my... No, you know that is the good cocoa puffs in a oh. box. See the General Mills Big G Little O. Go yeah. with the goodness of. Remember? Do you remember that?
1: General Mills uh, Cocoa Puffs. I'm yeah. cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I'm, there he is. Yeah, there there's is. the bird that's right the guy there. That's the two Looks like Clay Buckholz. Yeah, that's him.
0: <laughs> so. Here's the thing. I was reading boxes of cereal last night, yes. and I read the box of uh, Fruit Loops. I had a bowl of Fruit Loops and uh, made by uh, Kellogg's. Yep. And it says Kellogg's of Battle Creek, Michigan. You know, I thought, yeah. They used to have in the commercial these days Kellogg's of Battle, Battle Creek. Creek. And yeah. it was just
1: a re- reputable, the it, cereal's it always a nice been image, good. American image of Battle it, Creek, Michigan. It, it's yep.
0: a great memory for most people who've eaten cereal their whole life. Yep. So that's great. I did have an American company, so I eat the. the uh, Cocoa, the uh, brr. Cocoa Puffs, no, the Fruit Loops. Oh, they were Fruit Loops, yes. And then I move on to the next box, which is Post Honeycomb. Mm. And I love Honeycomb, yep. In fact, it, it's the official cereal of Tony Soprano. If you watch The Sopranos, he eats a box of Honeycomb. So I, I'm, I'm eating a Honeycomb, looking at it, so, oh, look at that. Post cereals, something or other, Minnesota, you know, Lake something in Minnesota. I said, oh, another fine American company. I like the cereal. I ate so I ate the bowl of uh this was late at night. I was very hungry. Yes. I ate the bowl of honeycomb. How many bowls of cereal did you have? Then I pull out I only had two because I pull out this box. Yes. Cocoa puffs. Yep. I look at the side of the box. It so says you're, right here. You're reading the box while you're eating yeah, the cereal. Which because is what it, I always it's do. It's the thing to do, yeah. Yeah. And I'm nobody reads a box like me. Let well, me tell you something. <laughs> that's we've we've heard that. <laughs> The key, the key is it to says go back. The key is to read between the lines, <laughs> right directly between the lines. So now here's the box of cocoa puffs, and it says, "Product of Mexico."
1: What? From Battle Creek,
0: Michigan si, to Mexico, chocolate de Mexico. Oh. Okay, so I look at, I go, "What? Wait a minute, Mexico." I look down and says. Contains bioengineered food ingredients. Oh, great! These are goddamn Cocoa Puffs. Now I've been you... eating them my whole life. I didn't know they were poison, and from Mexico.
1: Now you're eating GMO food. Now, what does I... that stand for? Good Mexicans only. Well, it could be.
0: Well, no, nothing against Mexicans. I love Mexicans, and I love the language, yeah. and I and I love Mexican food. Yeah. But I didn't know Cocoa Puffs. they're supposed to be American. Why do they got to make them in in Mexico? Why cheaper
1: why? to make them down there?
0: Why? Why is it cheaper? They're little balls of corn,
1: of uh, genetically modified corn.
0: Ge- apparently, yes, yeah. right. So do they have better genetically modified equipment down there, or something.
1: I don't know. What
0: is this? What's in that stuff? So you know what I'm going to do with these Scott Himbox cocoa puffs? Glyphosate
1: to Throw probably. them right in the trash over here,
0: <laughs> right in the trash. I'm not going to eat them, even though they cost like two ninety nine.
1: Look at that. Right in the trash. See that? Good shot, Mike. I just wanted to let you guys know. Fuck I, you. You threw them on the floor. I know. None of your th- you know, Buddy will come down here and eat them. Get, let's get Buddy down here.
0: Your <laughs> you're dog- going to let your dog eat all the chocolate cocoa puffs? No
1: way. The you- genetically modified organisms that are in there? No thanks. Smitty's dog, Buddy. I, I told Smitty this the other day. Is
0: that my dog, Timothy, I love him. He's my own dog. <laughs> but a close second. Very close. A whisker behind Timothy. Is Buddy the dog? Buddy the dog. Yeah, at, at the uh, legendary Pelham Island Studios. Buddy's ten times better than your dog. Uh. <laughs> you don't even know my dog. He's awesome. I've met your dog plenty of times. Oh, so he shits on your foot one time and you hate him? <laughs> he just sits outside your house and rolls around in his own shit. No, he does not. Every time he comes, he's a Sheltie. Wandering in, hey, look it like, up. Uh, Go- Google Mike. it. Shelties are smarter than you, Mike. I got some shit back here. Help.
1: I had a dog once that w- would find these things that were dead, and roll in them, like a dead, like, putrefied like animal. Much career, he'd go out there and he'd find it, and I'd see his head go down. He's sniffing, and then he kind of turn sideways and put his face on it, and then yeah. then he's rolling around on all of it, having a ball. And I'm thinking, well, gee, what's he doing down there? He came up to the house. Holy crap! And he did this twice on me. Oh man, there's no way to get that stink off. It's got to just kind of wear away. Well, you know, uh, just so you know, we have a rabbit. His name is Gunther.
0: We have a pet rabbit. And yeah. rabbits eat. Gunter. They Gunter. eat their own turds. They do. Wow. Oh. It's so weird. Well, man. they package them neatly for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Makes well, it easy. Sometimes there's a piece of hay sticking out of one. But they're little, they're little tiny they look like, like a big baby M Ms or something. Why do you have rabbits? We have or one. a rabbit? Yeah, once you have one if you have two, then you've got rabbits forever. Okay, so why do you have a rabbit? Uh, my wife likes
1: the bunny. He's a bunny. He's a flop-eared bunny. He's real cute. Now hold on. If he eats his own poop, yeah. Then, when he poops after eating his own poop, he eats that poop too. No, no. Well, no. They they don't just. He's very, eat. very conscious of the <laughs> environment. It. They don't eat all their poop. They uh, just
0: eat occasionally. will eat some. You know, for if it snack. looks really
1: good. Okay. <laughs>
0: You guys, I, and I was I was going to head out to Cancun, the Mexican restaurant down the street from my house tonight too.
1: It's closed. Oh, down the street from your house. Yeah, no, yeah. you're you're thinking of Acapulco. Uh, yeah, the owner, yeah the owner, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, Cancun is cool.
0: Um, I've been cleaning out my voicemail files. Right by the lake, Lake Titicaca. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> How about Lake Buddycaca? We uh, see we're covering everything tonight, aren't we? It's true. Scrotum frogs. <laughs> yeah. I I was cleaning it's out the my weirdest weird. sounding frog I've ever heard. <laughs> His voice is a little hoarse. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> cleaning out my voicemail files, and I found some nuggets. Now, here's the thing I, I, I've had this phone for a long time, same number. Yep. And I apparently haven't, <coughs> excuse me, haven't done any cleaning out of my audio files. So I found chronologically some very old files. Mm-hmm. Now, my boy Andrew, uh, Andy, my son, is 15, 15 and a half. And when you call the house, he's like, hello? Yeah, you know, he's got deep voice. He sounds like a teenager. I found this message from him when he was th- about three, maybe a little less than three, uh, saved on my voicemail. And Smitty's going to press that button. Hi, Daddy. Yeah, I love you. I love you. But I'm watching TV, but I'm going to uh, watch something again. Okay, bye. I'm
1: playing bubble I'm my bubble but one thing
0: is, do bye. How old was he? I think he was probably two and a half. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Anyway, and I saved that. I guess I, the reason I saved it was because it's cute. You know, you're never going to hear that kid's voice sound like that again. That's correct. I don't, I don't have any audio. Learn do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, the other I found um, um a <laughs> which which uh, Dick Robinson. Dickie Robinson who's my inspiration for getting into the radio business back in the 70s. He was a very well-known uh disc jockey in Hartford. He had the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and he was just a funny, nutty, crazy now and he's probably 80 years old now.
1: So he created the Connecticut School. Yeah,
0: that's his yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's his cool.
0: his uh industry and, he, and he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. very funny. I found a message from him. I was something about we were getting going to gonna get together and he just this is the typical Dick Robinson conversation right here on my voicemail. My G... Whoops, Mikey, Ikey, it's sticky. Uh, anyway, we are for we are we, we're we're on we're we're, uh, we're on for this uh, Thursday at six. Uh, if you could get me the address and get me address so I could appear on radio the proper way, I would appreciate it. And uh, message me. If that's more convenient for thou. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to seeing and I called the other number and I heard this marvelous lady and I told her she sounds fabulous. I thought it was my cell phone, but
1: then again, I don't know, I get this old, you know what I mean? You've hung out you've hung out in Fort Myers at Laquita. Laquita <laughs> had all that wonderful food. You've had enough in life. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. Now, the, 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 I thought I was about to hear, and now you know the rest, <laughs> the rest of the story. <laughs> the, the La Quinta story, though, it was classic. I probably told you that yeah. a, on the beach with his white pants and his spilled Pepsi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it was great. one of the great times of my life. Uh, so I saved that one, too, because it was just so typically rambling Dick Robinson. And uh, so I just called that for my waistband. Now, I found also... Remember remember when I, I ran into some problems at WEEI yep. in my uh, employment situation because of Kirk Minahan? Mm-hmm. Well, I after he was shitting on me on the air, Minahan was, he was going off in the morning drive just killing me for hours on the show yep. for no reason. Um, I called the boss, uh, Phil Zachary. I re- lovingly refer to Phil Zachary now as... Pussy. Oh, <laughs> oh no, But Phil Zachary, I left uh, him a message. And here's here's the message he gave back to me. I, I saved this for a reason.
1: Hey, it's Phil Zachary. Uh, sorry it took me a while to get back to you. Um, I'm on my way to a late doctor's appointment here. But Pussy. I am aware of what took place today between 9 and 10 this morning. I don't know what exactly it was. I've not heard it. But I have uh, asked for the audio on that hour and uh, promised uh, Ken Fishkin that uh, I would share that with him if I thought it was relevant to anything that he and I needed to discuss. Uh, but uh, I'm on top of it. So uh, just hang in there. I'll be back with you. Thanks.
0: <laughs> that was the prelude to his, his his email, which was even more pussified than that phone call. And of course, you, we all know who won that battle. You know, I got fired about a month later Maybe less than a month later, three weeks later, and Minahan was gloating about it. And we talked about it. We had a podcast on the whole topic of the way that was unprofessionally handled. And we talked about it. I gave the full story, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about how Minahan and Mutt screwed me at WEI. So Minahan heard the podcast, and then he called me the next day. Mikey, it's Kirk Minahan again. I tried you a few
1: weeks ago to come on the podcast. He didn't respond, which I get. Uh, I just listened to your podcast this morning and I enjoyed it. I tweeted it out. It was really good. I liked it. Um, and I mentioned a fan. I heard him mention it, too. I'm happy to come on your podcast and talk all this stuff out because I think there's some stuff in there that's not true that you probably think is true. I don't doubt that. Um, or you can come on mine if you want and promote the hell out of yours with whatever you want to do. If you want to talk about it, if not, no big deal either. I hope all is good.
0: No, I don't really want to talk about it. I, I've, I've said everything I need to say about that, haven't I? Haven't I?
1: Yeah, Ben, uh, you think so? Uh,
0: yeah, I think it would have been interesting if you guys had a conversation.
1: Oh yeah, that's
0: yeah, talking's always have him good. on the podcast because he's, he's such a negative ball of energy. Like he's like he's like he brings negativity wherever he goes. And I uh,
1: maybe maybe your influence will change him. Yeah, I don't I don't care. I don't want to go on his podcast
0: oh. anyway. So here's one more that I got. This is. My friend and best man at my wedding, Bill Lee, he called me, I think from Canada. When was this? This was a couple years ago. He calls all the time. He leaves very funny and quick voicemail messages. You know, they're usually really quick. Was this at the ballpark? No. Oh. No, this is someplace different. He was at a major Canadian. This is right after they legalized weed.
1: Oh. (laughs) He was at a major
0: grow house. I'll just play it for you here. This is Bill Lee, the spaceman.
1: Mikey. I have seen the promised land. It's in Smith Falls, Ontario, in a Hershey plant. 750,000 plants. Unfucking believable. It takes fucking the whole sun to fucking heat that place. It's. I'm telling you, I've seen the fucking spin machines. I've seen the chemistry. I've seen the fucking dried up ganja. I have seen the hash. I have seen trays of vitamin E oil, but it's not. It's THC. I'm telling you, I have seen the promised land.
0: (laughs) He was into it. Yeah, I think so. You know. This is the first man ever to admit publicly that he uh, imbibed marijuana. Uh, Bowie Kuhn, the commissioner, fined him. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the cover of High Times Magazine. And they asked him, what if Bowie Kuhn fined everybody in Major League Baseball $250 that, that smoked marijuana? And Bill said he'd be a very rich man. 250 hundred and That's what the fine was back then. You know, it was back in the day when nobody, nobody made any money. Um, and oh- the entire pitching staff but one was smoking pot, everybody except louis Tian <laughs> Tian was the only guy that didn't smoke uh, smoke weed on that pitching staff in the late seventies. Everybody else did, and they used to gather every night in the hotel rooms and just you know get baked um <laughs> which is great. Now, I have a lot of deep uh, thoughts on some of these political topics, but I don't know. I'm in such a good mood. I know. You Politics. Know? Oh, come on. I don't even. God. I mean, Jeez. I it, I could go on and on about, you know, the, the Rittenhouse case, yeah. because, but I'm going to let the pundits make assholes out of themselves yeah, on this. Good idea. You know, was he stupid to go there with a gun? Yeah did was he a murderer no then he again, was defending he, himself
1: he was defending his uh, his parents, parents his grandparents uh,
0: businesses yeah yeah i thought that was pretty cool he didn't shoot anybody then then people come attacking him you know with guns and and skateboards and whatever and then he had to defend himself now should he've been there no obviously and he if you go back and ask him you say well, i wish i hadn't done that yeah, he did didn't. He didn't, he didn't yeah. just start shooting people. He wasn't a killer. They attacked him and he had no choice. He was 17 years old. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I, w- I would have done these. If I had a gun and I was stupid enough to be in a situation like that, I would have done the same thing. 17. And m- almost everybody in this world would have defended themselves under those
1: circumstances. Yeah. I would think even if the tables were turned.
0: It doesn't have anything to do with racism or, you know, and all these people demonstrating about it, like talking, uh, you know, oh, he's a, he's a killer that got away with killing two people. No. OJ is a killer that, <laughs> that got away with killing say, two are we people. Are talking about OJ? I, I, that's what I'm saying, though. Talk about like, the juice. I didn't say anything about Jewish people. No one said you did. You're talking about the juice you just said. Juice. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the juice. I, yeah, not not juice, I misheard you. you. This, I like when people This is our Hanukkah episode. <laughs> I, say, I like when people say, I misspoke. Well, <laughs> you can say that after anything, you know? Anyway, <clears throat> you know, and then this guy with the parade. You know, this guy's got a, a, a 1999, his first criminal offense was 1999. 20 years of crime. And I guess he just ran
1: over his baby mama. He ran over his baby's last
0: ma- week. baby mama and then got out on a $1,000 bail so he could run over an entire parade of humans. And he's out on bail again.
1: I, no, he's not.
0: That's, I think so. No, no they're, they're not going to let that guy out of t- after that parade thing? Man, that was bad. Unbelievable. So we had a tough week of, you know, reality. And reality TV is, honestly, you watch the news, right? And that's reality TV. Reality is bad enough. I don't need to watch any of these shows about, you know, hot wives of Atlanta or, you know, my 400-pound mother, you know, or whatever it is. They got all these reality shows. I don't care to see that. Do you? I can't. Fucking stand them, Doctor Pimple Popper. Have you but watched it, that? Oh yeah, <laughs> I have watched she's cool. That. Yeah, nothing <laughs> like That is so fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. it's nothing it like an so after, after dinner dosage of pus. I like her oh. attitude
1: though. She's good. She's good doctor.
0: Who the Pimple Popper? Yep.
1: <laughs> well, you know who should have had a pimple
0: popper? His own personal pimple popper. Who's that? Randy Johnson, the pitcher. Because he had a lot of pimples. So. Smitty, See, I, saying, did, what?
1: I did not know that about Randy, poor guy.
0: He, he had bad skin. Yeah. The big unit. Yep. Okay, two random things I'd like to mention. I didn't like you guys to What? Call. The big unit. The big unit, yeah. That's that's so the... you can't call him that? Well, yes, I can, <laughs> Charlie Kravitz. So it, just some, your comments on this. They're going to have a thing that uh, uh, Ed Sullivan is going to be portrayed by Jay Leno. Have you heard that?
1: Huh? they doing Sullivan. a movie
0: or, or uh, a Netflix movie or something, and... The guy that's going to por- portray Ed Sullivan in this movie is Jay Leno. What
1: does Jay Leno look even remotely like Ed yeah, Sullivan? It's going to take some serious makeup. Maybe when they oh. were when they were choosing him, maybe it was. I um, had to have been looking at his face. Like how's he, he's got yeah, that?
0: All- he's got that giant. He's going to have to have jaw reduction. He doesn't s- sound surgery. like. Yeah, oh, they got
1: CGI now. Um, that's Why the
0: hell are they making a movie about Ed Sullivan? It's not about Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan is a, is a character in another movie about, it's about some band or, I don't know. Oh, Ed, I see. Anyway, so. anyway, but Jay Leno's. Oh, so it's like okay. a walk-on? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's about as far, now I can do Ed Sullivan. Want to see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all know tonight on our show, Topo Gigio. <laughs> <laughs> see? Does not, don't I look like him when I talk, though? Um... Speaking of Ed Sullivan and uh, some band, are you excited for the Get Back? the, yes, the Beatles documentary. I am because yeah. any any unseen Beatle footage that I haven't seen, I want to see. Everybody on earth is going to be watching <laughs> I that do. Thing, I, I, I I mean, I, and I'm, I love the Beatles yeah. and I know everything about them. And I, except whatever's going to be in this. Who's show. your favorite Beatle? I don't have a favorite Beatle Fuck I'm, you! Pick one. <laughs> no, it's a tie. It's a tie between John and Paul. But I, I mean, see, the thing is, you don't love Ringo for his creative influence in the Beatles. You love Ringo for his ability to meld with the Beatles while they were creating.
1: You know, a thing about uh, being a drummer and all, Ringo is one of the best drummers. He is a creative drummer. He plays like a melody. Right. Like when you listen to him, you can hear all of his stuff. Like pick any song, and it's, the drumming is unique. Yes. It's very unique. Like uh, Ticket to Ride. I'm doing it right now Can I bring the drums in here? The drums on, uh, on the song Something The George Harrison song Tremendous yeah, song Pretty cool
0: And Paul did a wonderful ba- See that's the thing They were Anybody who wants to argue That they weren't the greatest band In the history of popular music Can go kiss my ass Each somewhere. had
1: big strength Yeah. Who's your favorite Beatle?
0: I like them all. I'm like Mikey. See, John was the lyrical genius and the anger. and the, He was the uh, passion of anger in that band. Paul was the light and breezy, melodic tune weaver. Love tunes. Yeah, tune weaver. He weaved the, the words into the... But they were both brilliant for so long, six years. There's no band that's done what they've done, period. And then you say, well, they did it in six years. Hmm. And you say, well, Springsteen's been around for 30 years. Thirty five years.
1: More than that. Keep going. Whatever. Forty. Forty five years. By the way, what, what has he done to his face? He had he had some plastic surgery. Yeah. Did, well, he had that scrotum frog surgery. Well <laughs> didn't look it didn't I don't know. It just changed him. He doesn't look too I cool. think he looks great. Yeah. Well.
0: Call Minahan. Ask him what he thinks because he's a big Big fan. Um, I would get into all this stuff about the border, but it depresses me to know that fentanyl's coming through our border along with uh, 1.6 million uh, uninvited guests. So I will not talk about that.
1: Don't talk about it, Mikey. It's going
0: to bring you down. But I do want to say this. A, stay away from Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) B, if you score a touchdown or make an interception, don't pound your chest, okay? We saw it. We saw it on the replay. Pound someone else's chest. We, <laughs> we, we know it was great play. Don't pound your chest. Look at me. That's bullshit. I'm sick and tired of it. You want to high-five somebody? Put the finger number one when, you know, up in the air when you're running off the field after a victory? Fine. You know, I think Brady handles success very well. Mm-hmm. And let me say this about football, if you don't mind. Bill Belichick is God. Tom Brady is Jesus. (laughs) Who's the Holy Spirit? It's me. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta get out of here. I'm Just a Chigolo, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Paying for every dance, selling each romance. Ooh, what they're saying, Joe. There will come a day, True, when youth will pass away. What will they say about me? When the end comes, I know, just a gigolo. Life goes on without me. Well, I'm just a gigolo. Everywhere I go, people know the part that he's playing. Paid for every dance, reaching in my pants. Ooh, what they're saying. There will come a day when youth will pass away. What will they say about me? When the end comes, I know I I was was just just a a jiggle. Life goes on without me. Cause I ain't got nobody. Nobody? What? Nobody cares for me. Nobody cares for me. Nobody cares for me. That's Shaw's. So sad, I'm so sad, and, and lonely. lonely, sad and lonely, sad and lonely. Won't some sweet mama come and take a chance with me? Cause I ain't so bad, been alone, baby. Been sad and lonesome, all of the time, even on the beach, only, only on the beach. Bop, Bosey bop, city, bop. I ain't got nobody I ain't got no, ain't got no head either nobody cares for me nobody nobody hey 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 sing Here. that damn song wow sing that real true hello baby a little song a little love song uh, ow. little head I'm so lonesome, baby. I'm lonesome, baby, in love. Here comes my favorite part, troop. You ready? Hummin' up, Beverly, Beverly, baby, la, hummin' up, Beverly, Beverly, pop. Nicely done, troop. Nobody cares for me. Nobody. Nobody. I, I'm, so I, sad. I'm so sad. I'm oh, sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Won't well, some sweet mama come and take a chance on my meat? Did you get that true? I heard you say something about your meat. Meat is on sale at Shaw's. $6.99 a pound, shrimp That's enough about your meat, Shrew.